Hey, this is Delitra. Hey, everybody, this is Angela. And you're listening to Nutrient Sisters, a podcast dedicated to helping you learn how to nourish yourself. everybody. Welcome to another episode of Nutrient Sisters. My name is Delitra and I'm here with my co-host Angela. And in today's episode, we're talking about sleep. So in one of our former episodes last season, we talked about mental health and we discussed how important sleep is for an to maintain an adequate men- mental health status. So today we will discuss how sleep can affect your overall health. Personally, my sleeping patterns are imperfect, but I've noticed sometimes where uh, I can struggle to get an adequate amount of sleep. And I've met a number of patients and individuals in my personal life who struggle with getting enough sleep and insomnia. So I found a statistic that indicates that 45% of Americans say that poor or insufficient sleep has affected their daily activities at least once in the past seven days. So that's pretty a significant number of Americans So this is an extra special, important topic for you guys today. Um, Angela, can you tell our listeners why sleep is so important? Oh, yeah. I mean, I love sleep. I'll just start off with that. I love (laughs) sleep. I love my bed. Maybe that's what I love more. um, When we talk about sleep, there's two things that are really important, right? And so um, those things are quality of sleep. And then the other one is quantity of sleep. I think a lot of people um, really just like focus more on quantity, um, but that's not really enough. Um, In reality, you need to have good quality sleep too. So just because your head hits that pillow and you think you got eight hours, for some people that doesn't mean that they actually got the full eight hours. Mm. Yeah. So quantity wise, um, it depends on your age, but it could um, vary from person to person, right? So a lot of people wonder like um, how we got a lot of these numbers that I'm going to talk about in a minute. Um, the information that I pulled is from National Sleep Foundation. Um, for nine months, 18 experts from different fields of science and medicine, they reviewed hundreds of validated research studies about sleep duration and key health outcomes like cardiovascular disease, depression, pain, and diabetes. And this is how they came up with these numbers, okay? So we know that newborns, infants, and toddlers, um, even preschool age, like three to five-year-olds, they need a bunch, like a lot of sleep, okay? Mm -hmm. So for, um, I guess like the range is really from like 14 to 17 hours of sleep, okay? For those age groups, yeah. I mean, you have to figure newborns, infants, they're sleeping a lot, so yeah. um, but but preschool, yeah, it was interesting. They're about 10 to 13 hours, which um, is three to five years old again. So, And I remember when I was young, around that age, my mom 
like five years old. Shoot, my mom put me down probably for like 15 hours. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, time for bed. It's like (laughs) (laughs) that's true for me too. Right. (laughs) Um, But then the older you get, it kind of changes a little bit. So school age from like six to 13 years old, that's nine to 11 hours. Teenagers, which I found really interesting, 14 to 17 year olds, this is about eight to 10 hours. Um, And then young adults, and really all the way up to like older adults, it's seven to about nine hours of sleep. Um, Yeah, I used to sleep a bunch as a teenager. And I don't know if that's because I went to bed like really late and I just, it just felt like I slept a lot or yeah. if I really was just like sleeping <laughs> a lot, like excessively. But I just remember my mom used to like put that music on, start cleaning, get up! <laughs> I was like, no! <laughs> but um, the second thing that I kind of mentioned was quality of sleep. So I'm going to dive into that a little bit. Um, so to know if you are someone who consistently gets a good like quality sleep, here's key factors to kind of look for. So one is sleeping more time while in bed. So at least 85% of the total time that you are in bed, um, you're sleeping. That's, that's pretty good. Um, this one is, is very interesting. Falling asleep within 30 minutes or less girl you know that's that's, mm. (laughs) um waking up no more than once per night and being awake for 20 minutes or less after initially falling falling asleep um so these again are the key factors for what it means to have good quality sleep so on the other hand if you're thinking you're getting poor quality sleep then these are the signs that you'll kind of look for okay so Um, You take longer than 30 minutes to fall asleep after you get into bed. You regularly wake up more than once per night. You lie awake for more than 20 minutes when you wake up in the middle of the night. You spend less than 85% of your time in bed asleep. You feel tired and you have difficulty concentrating during the day. You may be drinking more caffeine to stay alert. if your skin is breaking out, your your eyes are puffy and red, you're developing dark circles, bags, um, those are signs. Another key one would be that you feel more hungry often, more often, especially for things that are high caloric, um, like uh, junk food. Uh, you may even notice that you're gaining weight. If you feel really more stressed out, emotionally exhausted, maybe you're angrier than you usually are. And then the last one is if you have been diagnosed with insomnia. So those are a lot of, um, those are a lot of signs, (laughs) in my opinion, um, that you're getting poor quality sleep. For me, I can already tell just based off that list, I clearly don't get good quality sleep. (laughs) Uh, My skin, uh, I'm 30 now. Um, I know, you know, women aren't supposed to tell your age, but (laughs) I'm 30 now. My skin still breaks out. I think it was such a lie when they were like, yeah, you'll, you know, once you turn 18, it'll all go, go away. Right. Um, I still break out. Uh, um, I'm starting to develop dark circles. I definitely do not fall asleep within 30 minutes of going, getting into my bed. Uh, okay. I feel like I wake up more often than once per night. Um I probably, I do feel emotionally exhausted, but I feel like there's so many other factors that also, yeah. Uh, those are key signs for so it's like it's right. not a, I don't know if it's the sleep or not but yeah yeah 
That's so interesting. The I didn't know about the skin, like having breakouts can be associated with poor quality of sleep. Right. Um, I just figured maybe it's something I ate or stress, or sometimes I have allergic reactions. So sometimes hives and pimples could look the same to me. Right. Um, also, the tidbit that you said about being more hungry, mm. that is interesting. Right. Also, to know that those are related and specifically that your body can choose or will want to choose uh, higher caloric foods. Uh-huh. When you discussed about the quality of sleep, like those indicators of that, I feel like I do, I can fall asleep pretty much everywhere within uh, 30 minutes. If I'm laying down in that position, my body is like, all right, it's time mm-hmm. to go. However, I do find myself especially lately waking up more than once and it takes way longer than 20 minutes for me to go uh back to sleep Mm, yeah it's it's really a concerted effort for myself to get me back to sleep which is weird because I can fall asleep so quickly in the beginning but getting back is is really hard hard for me yeah, you know, that's funny because I do remember, I do remember Delitra every time, let me tell the followers this, every time <laughs> that we would hang out and if it took longer for somebody to get ready, like, you know, especially college, a little bit after college, Delitra would be like, I'm tired already. <laughs> be ready to go to sleep and it would be yeah. like, girl, <laughs> well, I told you I had to get ready. <laughs> yeah, but you know, y'all... Girls, it's taking two to three hours to get ready, and y'all should have just called me near the end, like when you was getting to the last hour, maybe, uh, for me to come over. <laughs> so I could have been asleep. You know, like you said, I, I love my bed and I love my sleep. And in general, like my sleep is, has been great, but I don't know, because you mentioned your age, if us getting older. Mm-hmm is uh, I don't know somehow involved in that too lately my sleep has been pretty weird I don't Mm -hmm. know so I feel for people out there that chronically have this issue um so I'll start to talk about some of the consequences of poor sleep I mean how can it and how it can affect your health and you mentioned um some of those like not being able to think clearly Mm. Um, or you won't be able to focus well. I definitely have that if I don't get enough sleep and I'm going to work and I'm trying to do work and it's like, man, this is really hard to pay attention. Right. Till this is all I'm thinking about is being in bed. Um, there, there can be an issue with the ability to regulate your emotions. Mm. So... Maybe you can be, and I think you said you'd be more irritable, snappy. Um, you may overreact to things. And I definitely have experienced that also. Um, when I don't get enough sleep, like I don't feel well. I don't feel like I'm at my best. And it sucks when it's compounded on like um, you having a bad day. So... Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. having a bad day and I didn't get enough sleep the night before. This is just a recipe for disaster. Um, I did want to talk about some of the things that research has found for individuals that don't get enough sleep. You mentioned 
the time frame of sleep. So adults who's, who were considered short sleepers, so less they uh, slept for less than seven hours uh, in a 24-hour period, they were more likely to report uh, that they were obese, physically inactive, and uh, were smokers mm. compared to individuals who got enough sleep, which was seven hours or more. Chronic sleep deprivation has been shown to increase the risk for serious health conditions such as diabetes, cardiovascular disease, obesity, and depression. Mm -hmm. Um, It can also affect your immune system, which reduces your body's ability to fight off infections and disease, which is something we definitely need right now with you know, that little virus being around here. Um, And another research study found that insufficient sleep is linked to an increased risk of um, developing type 2 diabetes. So specifically, sleep duration and quality were associated uh, to, to predict your your level of your hemoglobin A1C. So that's a lab marker that identifies how your body, um, how your bl- blood sugars are controlled in your body. So recent research suggests that you need to optimize the duration and quality of your sleep um, to improve your blood sugar control in individuals that have type 2 diabetes. And even, even if you're not a diabetic, it's important that your body is um, having adequate blood sugar control so you don't, uh, so you're not at risk for developing diabetes. Uh-huh. Also, research has found, um, and I mentioned this before, this is another research study that linked poor sleep duration to obesity. Um, so there was association between short sleep duration and excessive body weight and this was associated um that association has been reported with all age groups so this was in children adolescents um and adults and it was believed that sleep in childhood and adolescence is particularly important for brain development in that insufficient sleep and young children may affect a region of their brain, which regulates appetite and how energy expenditure. So how they they use their calories. Okay. So you were talking about how your mom put you down to sleep and oh. and how important that was. You know, little did we know that it affects you know our brain and how we think and the development of our brain and and you were saying before how can it make you how it can make you uh more hungry if you're not getting enough sleep and how you use your energy so right so many things that are our sleep patterns can affect uh in a wide spectrum so we talked about the mental health in another episode but our overall wellness is affected by our sleep mm-hmm for sure, yeah. And even if, and it, and it's the same. It's like, um, for you know, if you if you're getting less than the recommended amount, then obviously that's you know not 
great either. But even if you're getting way more than the recommended, yeah. like I know for me, like during the weekend, I'm like, oh, I still, I still do this, even though I know it's not right. But I'm like, oh, I'm gonna catch up on sleep, and mm-hmm. I'll get like ten hours, and that's not what I get during the week. So no, um, and it just like messes up my body even more. And I know it's a ter- it's a terrible um habit. It's a it's a but it's become so like ritualistic. I think. Yeah. For sure. When I sleep too much, my body hurts. Um, and I feel like I've wasted hours that I could have been uh, doing something. Uh-huh. And excessive sleep is a, an indicator of depression. Right. So there could be something going on um, mental health wise if you're chronically ex- exceeding what is a healthy amount of sleep. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I already know that my sleeping habits are crap. Um, this is why I like, this, this episode, I do. My, this is why this, this episode is interesting. Um, I feel, but I feel like it varies so much. Like there's times when I'll like during the week, I'll go to bed at like 10 and I'll sleep soundly and then I'll wake up at like seven thirty, and I'm like, wow, refreshing. And then <laughs> there's other times when I'm like scrambling in my room to find melatonin. Mm. If I do take t- melatonin, I have to take 10 milligrams now because I've ruined that for myself. Like, I've relied on it for so long that I have to keep bumping up the doses. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's really bad. I shouldn't laugh. This is, this is pretty bad. But um, I've tried CBD gummies, um, which I know we'll talk about in another episode. But mm-hmm. um, I'll just say that some of those actually do work. Um, but spoiler alert, it's really only the expensive ones that do. Um, mm-hmm. but, and then there's times when I'll like sleep for hours, like I said, and I, and, and, I, and like you said, I think some of that is depression cause I do have depression, but, um, I also just think there's times when I'm just so mentally and emotionally exhausted. Um, and yes. I feel like that has been a huge factor for a lot of people during COVID times. Yes. Um, their sleep schedule is just like totally, you know, um, changed like they no longer a lot of people no longer had to go into work they had just mm-hmm. kind of had to sign on um mm-hmm. and for some people who might not have you know uh, I don't know like extremely crazy jobs you can just kind of like sit there lay there in bed and log on and not put your camera on and it's like <laughs> I'm at work and <laughs> right um yeah. but I am really jealous of people who have a good solid sleep sleep schedule I would love to know what they do um I know that there's all these tips and things and I feel like I try to do some of those tips but I don't really think they work <laughs> not, not all of them not all of them for me I'll say that not all of them right. for me. I think they work for other people but um you have to be really consistent with them and I'm not so okay yeah I think it, it can be individualized like what's really working for them like you, you mentioned before about my sleep patterns in general. I talked about the issues I'm having lately, but I can pretty much sleep anywhere, car, couch, um, <laughs> right. other people's homes. <laughs> um, and usually I get a good amount of sleep and I don't do anything special. But like you said, sometimes it can be related to uh, stress you know, sleep makes everything go away. And, and during that time, 
you know, you don't have to deal with things. So sometimes I'm, I am just really exhausted from work coming home and I'm, that's, that's all I want to do. Um, I enjoy naps and I'm so sad that I undervalued, <laughs> undervalued them as a child. Like oh, yeah. I hated naps. I know. I hated when the teacher would make us go to sleep and my mom would make me go to sleep. I would cry myself to sleep because I just did not want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously I needed like 14 hours or whatever amount you said uh, right. earlier. So it was extremely important. Um, I wish that I could nap uh, every day. I do it on the weekends. <laughs> I nap. Right. Um, like I think at one point I fell asleep like three to four times in one day. Oh, now, wow. I, don't, I don't know if that's healthy. But <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I mean, I'm, to be honest, it sounds real nice. <laughs> I'm just highlighting like how much I can go to sleep. Right. Um, but you know, there are some days where it's not the best. Mm-hmm. I can have issues with the quality of sleep. Um, And you talked about some tips that you use. You were talking about the melatonin. Yeah. Oh, I do love my melatonin. (laughs) I've never tried it, but I I hear great things about... uh, It's pretty good. I mean, I think it also depends on the person because, like, when I take it, I, I feel like I wake up refreshed. I don't feel drowsy. Um, I feel like I stay asleep throughout the night, but I know like my, I think my mom has taken it and she's like the opposite. She's like, I feel drowsy in the morning and Mm. I just don't feel like I'm getting, I, uh, she'll get like good, like three hours of sleep. And then, uh, you know, the other hours, she's just like, I just feel like I was tossing and turning. So Mm. I don't know, but we, we, we create for people who don't know what melatonin is, we create melatonin naturally. Um, from our, is it pitu- I think it's our pituitary glands. So we already create melatonin in our body naturally. Um, so taking melatonin isn't like um, uh, very harmful, I'll say, just because it's a natural, it's more of a natural, you know, thing that we do already. So, okay. Um, but CBD, on the other hand, that's something that like is still being researched. Um, so you would have to do the research. You would have to talk to your PCP if you are interested in that there's other like sleep um uh drug I don't know drugs medications that you can take um some of them are prescribed through your doctor of course um you'll have to you know talk with your doctor if you feel like that sleep is something that's like you know pretty serious for you but there are the other over-the-counter ones and to be honest I've never tried any other over-the-counter sleeping like um medicine so I wouldn't I can't really speak on that but they are there for you know have you tried any of them Delitra? No I haven't because I have such um the ability (laughs) to go to sleep so much that I haven't um but I I would say you know when it comes to the drugs or even the the natural stuff just make sure that your healthcare provider or whoever is overseeing your health is aware of that um because I haven't heard with the supplements, but with the, the prescribed drugs, uh, some adverse side effects mm, yeah. to, to that. Some people are abusing the drugs. Um, and some people claim, like, um, what's her name from Roseanne? 
that uh, that Ambien made her say those racist comments. Oh, um, yeah, so, yeah. so potentially it might be mind altering. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't believe that. But I do believe that some people they're they're getting uh, they're abusing the drug or yeah. I will say in in college, I will say I overused NyQuil. I wouldn't say that I was like addicted necessarily, but Mm. well, I don't know. You guys can be the judge. But for like three months, I used NyQuil. It started one time because I was sick. And Mm -hmm. for like a week, I had to take it. And then I just realized it made me sleep really well. So I was like, oh, you know, maybe like a little bit here and a little bit there is not going to hurt. And then, like, three months later, literally, I was like, wait a minute. Like, I have to rely on this now? Like, that's not good. So I will say it's very easy to, like, fall into that pattern and and become maybe more addicted to it. Yeah, you have to be careful and mindful. I I have allergies, and um, usually I use Allegra, but someone was telling me to use Benadryl, and I know that has a drowsy side effect. And I took it last week and I really had some of the best sleep I've had in my, my life the past couple of days. But I, I had to, you know, have some self-reflection and think, well, I can't use this every day for a sleep, mm-hmm. uh, as a sleep aid. I need to use it for the way that it's intended, um, which right. is for my allergies rather than sleep. If I'm having some sleep issues, I need to to go another route or consult a doctor about that. Don't take things into your mm-hmm. own hands. Um, yeah, for sure. It could be dangerous. Yeah. Um, some of the tips that I found, which I've heard before, and they're not exactly, um, what would I say, fancy yeah, <laughs> tips. Yeah. Um, you were talking about like being consistent. Um, it's advised to go to bed at the same time each night mm-hmm. and to get up at the same time each morning including on the weekends mm. that's that's hard that's hard that's hard that's hard because naturally my body does wake up the same time on the weekends because it's just so used to waking up at that time right. I tell my body oh no we're going back to sleep Mm-hmm. This is a different day. <laughs> like, right, right. This, this is the weekend. We are not waking up this early. Um, but right. apparently it's healthy to keep the same regimen. Another, huh? <laughs> but apparently. Apparently. Uh, another tip I've heard before is to make sure your bedroom is quiet, dark, mm-hmm. relaxing, and at a comfortable temperature. And... That makes you, sense. Have the, you have the same ones as me. I do? Okay. Yeah. I've, I've heard this before. That makes sense. And a lot of it sounds good. Um, but sometimes too quiet is just, it's mm-hmm, weird. Girl. No, don't say it. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird to me. I'm thinking. See, I'm the complete opposite. Are you? I am like when when people are telling me they have to have the fan on or the TV on or uh uh-uh, uh I need uh, it to be completely silent y'all like I better not hear a darn thing. <laughs> oh, as a kid, I cannot go to sleep without the fan. I feel like I just broke that habit. Oh yeah, like seven years ago. <laughs> <laughs> like I needed the fan on every night and the TV. Oh no, every single 
night. That's how I get to bed. But then I met my husband Mm. and he's the total opposite. And, you know, once we moved in together, I had to make some Aww. Adjustments, unfortunately. But I did it for love. That's I'm not making any sacrifices. If somebody <laughs> I know comes into my life, <laughs> well, I need it to be completely quiet and I need it to be completely dark. Like, I better not see the light of anything on. Oh, goodness. But I also have a sleep mask. So I guess maybe I'm willing to, you know, maybe kind of, you know. Yeah, and we we struggled with that at first and made some compromises. So, like, the compromise at first was the TV could be on, but not the sound. Mm. Um, or I would buy him a sleep mask, or I would just watch on my phone or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the sacrifice is is benefiting me also because it's unhealthy to, to go to sleep with your um electronic devices that was another tip so to remove electronic devices such as tvs computers and smartphones from the bedroom um yeah yeah i know there's a association with like the blue screen and um being an issue and how that can affect how you go to sleep but for years that is how i got to sleep with the tv that was my nighttime routine that was helping me um and as a kid, I was a scaredy cat, so I didn't like being in the dark. <laughs> so, that's funny. Yeah. So that's another tip, but I'm, I sympathize with those people out there that struggle with uh, needing something to, to get you to sleep at night. Mm-hmm. Um, another recommendation was to avoid large meals, mm-hmm. caffeine, and alcohol before bedtime. Smart. Yeah. Smart stuff makes sense, uh, except for I, I would love to see the research about alcohol because I do remember, you know, back in the day mm-hmm. when um, I was, you know, going out and drinking. Like if I didn't, if I was drinking and I did not go out, it was more like a kickback type of thing. Mm-hmm. I would get sleepy. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm wondering what the mechanism is with that. I'm wondering if alcohol it probably you probably just don't get good quality sleep. That's what I'm assuming. Uh, probably. Um and yeah. plus you probably wake up, you're like super dehydrated. Oh yeah. You get a headache. So crusty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> super oh, crusty. Um yeah. did you have any other tips? I do. So okay. so the excessive light one obviously um I I had blackout curtains one year in college. Um, girl, that was dangerous <laughs> because <laughs> I would always 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 oversleep um, okay. because I just constantly thought it was nighttime. But some people mm. that might be um, a good thing for them to get um, sleep mask. I love my sleep mask. I, like, I I call it my eyes. So at night, if I can't find them, I'm like, where are my eyes? Um, <laughs> But excessive lights, yeah, try reading before bed. Um, Try doing something else other than being on your phone. Uh, The next one, so having a good mattress and a good pillow. Mm. Uh, Yeah, a lot of people aren't doing that. Um, Mm -hmm. And I get it. Mattresses are expensive. Expensive. Pillows. There's just so many kinds of pillows out there, which is weird to me. But um, you just want to make sure that you choose something that kind of gives your spine some support. That helps okay. you throughout the night. 
Um, also, in, uh, alongside good mattress and pillow, also get get you some good sheets, <laughs> good blankets. Um, some people aren't doing that either. I know when I, you know, used to sleep with my significant other, um, it was always a problem because I would wake up really cold because he stole my blanket he made up <laughs> hot so it's like that's ruining your quality sleep so maybe yeah. you guys can talk about you know what are we going to put on the bed that's going to help us both um True. but the temperature thing is also important i think you mentioned it a little bit but um research does suggest that 65 degrees is the optimal temperature for sleep Oof. Now, if you're me, it's 85 degrees. But... Right. <laughs> That's rough. Right. Uh-huh. I cannot sleep in a cold room. No. Um, so I guess that'll vary from person to person, but make sure that you have that conversation or, or just recognize if, if you're sleeping alone. Um, but the next thing is to make sure that you reserve your bed for sleep or sex only. Okay. A lot of people don't do this either. So mentally, this just kind of confuses the brain if you use it for any other activity. Um, so like, for instance, right now, I'm already breaking this rule because I'm doing this podcast in my bed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to confuse my brain later. But you really should only use your, your bed for, for those two things only. Um, uh, watching TV, whatever else y'all do, I don't know. But you need to figure out where to do it because your bed isn't necessarily the best place for you. You're going to just always assume, uh, well, your brain subconsciously will, will always assume that you can do anything else but sleep in bed. So mm. good one. Yeah. That's a good but one. But that's all the, yeah, that's all the tips I have. Um, I think one more tip that I would add was, I think I've read that, Therapy, so specifically cognitive behavioral therapy, is usually a first line of treatment for mm. sleep disturbances. Yeah. So, you might want to talk to your doctor for a referral to your uh, therapist, or if you already have one, um, to start talking to them about that. Yeah, and I would say make sure um, you know there's a lot of things associated associated with um, poor sleep, so. The main one would be sleep apnea. Um, oh, yeah. If you are somebody who thinks that you you suffer from that condition, then I would say definitely talk with your um, with your 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 primary care physician. They can go ahead and get you set up for a sleep study, and that is really what will help determine whether you do have that condition or not. Or really, if you even if you have like insomnia, um, they can also do that as well, and that that can be very beneficial. Um, and <clears throat> sort of diagnosing what it is that's really affecting your sleep. True, true. That's yeah. good. Yeah. But yeah, that so so that this this wraps up the eighth episode for season two. Uh, we want to say thank you all for listening to our podcast and continuing to support us. Make sure that you like and subscribe to our social media pages like Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. Um, and, you know, as always, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, we're always open to hear them. So please feel free to comment and message us um, as, as well. If you have any suggestions for podcast episodes that you'd like to hear, let us know. Until then, we hope y'all start sleeping well. Nutrient Sisters out. Bye.